Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Man, what a weird Christmas this was. The Minnesota Vikings can no longer win the NFC North, and they don't control their own destiny anymore. They sit at 7-8, and eight, one game behind a playoff spot, sitting behind both the Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks. Where do we go from here? How do the Vikings find a way to improve their standing? Is it worth trying to make the playoffs? Or should they focus on next year? Can they do both? Is that even possible? We're going to talk about all that. And the funniest suspension of all time happened to the Green Bay Packers today as well. Welcome to the Real Forno Show. Welcome to the Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack, Run in Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry. On the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. As well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. You are looking live, ladies and gentlemen, at the man who is on time, Tyler Fornis. And as always, the man who was late, top right corner, producer Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm good. I just finished up the NFC North. Who will be king? Roundup show. You'll be able to hear that exclusively on the Vikings First and School podcast feed. One of the many benefits there is of being both a subscriber to the YouTube channel, which please like, comment, subscribe. It's a free way to help us out on top of if you want to give us extra money. For those premium benefits, it's really cool. And there's going to be a lot more good stuff. Anybody who saw the Skull Search episode can tell you what kind of good stuff is coming your way. Plus, 
you get bonus episodes of different varieties on the podcast feed. Always great to have both. You don't have to listen to a show twice, but you can. It helps us out anyways. We appreciate you. Uh, listen, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. If you are a Christian and you celebrate, I hope your day was filled with all kinds of merry joy. If you're not a Christian, I still hope you had a Merry Christmas because you know what? As, as much as Christmas is a religious holiday, it's also not a religious holiday at the same time. It's about being good to people and just celebrating what you have and, and being thankful and grateful. And if you're not Christian, I still hope you had a great day. I really do. Mm-hmm. And you know who didn't have a great day on Christmas? Minnesota Vikings. Christmas Eve was not too kind to them. Nick Mullins those four interceptions, becoming just the second quarterback in team history to have 400 yards passing and four interceptions in the same game. Warren Moon, as you can tell, I don't know if you know this. I love Warren Moon. Uh, he, did, <laughs> he accomplished that feat as I, I try and adjust the camera a little bit. Um, I was wondering who was the other one. <laughs> yeah, he did that. I believe the date was November 24th, 1994. The loss, 31-21 loss to the New York Jets. Uh, Dan, can't believe you're blaming me. I, I, that's frustrating, man. I told you what actually happened. I was on time. I have been late before. I, I'm not perfect. I was the one that was running late tonight. I was not late today. I was not late today. Um, Yeah, so let's have the conversation about the quarterbacks first because we know that we don't... They haven't made a decision on quarterback for who's going to play against the Green Bay Packers. There's going to be a lot of discussion about multiple topics here today because it... it we're in a state of flux with the Minnesota Vikings. Do we want to focus on moving forward? Do we want to focus on winning now? Can you accomplish both? That's going to be the main theme today. I'm trying to figure that out. It's Odie is on an air mattress behind me. You may be able to see him right there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can potentially see him um, because uh, my in-laws are all in town. There's five of them and they are all staying at our house and it's a great time. But my office gets used as a bedroom because it technically is a bedroom. So we're uh, we're making it work and you'll be able to get some uh, glamour shots of Odie boy. So enjoy those. Uh, so the conversation about the Vikings, they don't know who they're going to start a quarterback. And it starts with a performance from Nick Mullins, which was a very, very weird one. Um, I believe it was a uh, 23 of 33 completions and he threw for 411 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. The four interceptions is going to be the massive talker. Because four interceptions sucks. It's bad. But the context behind the interceptions matters a lot more, Dave, than the interceptions themselves. And we've talked about context multiple times on this show. You could make a real argument that he made the right decision on all four of those interceptions. The right decision. I think the first one the second one and the last one, he made the right decision. The throws were bad and that's what resulted in the interceptions, but it wasn't the process in how he decided to make the throws. It was just making the throw itself. And that's what separates Nick Mullins from being a true starting quarterback in the national football league. The ability to consistently make the throws because he has the ability to see the field. He has the ability to work through progressions. He has the guts to make the tough throw. But what does he not do? Make throws consistently. Let's start with the first interceptions at fourth and two. And you have an, an over route, a deep crosser with uh, Jordan Addison. And you have Justin Jefferson coming on a, 
on a screen, and then he has an in-breaking route. And the in-breaking route comes into focus, and it's open. But here's the thing. Jordan Addison, if you layer that ball over the top and you get him in stride, it's a touchdown. And Nick Mullins is thinking, I can get a touchdown. That's a proper throw. That's a good decision. That also doesn't necessarily mean he did the right thing by throwing it and how he threw it. He threw it short and it got intercepted. And that's where we have that arm talent conversation. Odie, what are you doing, bud? God damn it. He's, he's got their clothes in his mouth. Um, (laughs) Gotta love dogs. Now, Hey, I don't know if you saw, but um, who was it? I'll be right back. They just said, uh, Odie needs a couple of roommates. And I agree. And there was uh, two beautiful Frenchies, not in the traditional colors that were on the Frenchie Rescue, that you posted that looked absolutely perfect and wonder if you could grab them. Now, it's... It's hard for me to discuss discuss Nick Mullins because he has a lot of Brett Favre in him, just absolute mm-hmm. gunslinging. But there's some of those that just those throws that just it costs the team. If he yeah. could get rid of that, he'd be a starter across the league. Yeah. But he can't, and that's what's so frustrating. And it, that kind of looks at. Like when you look at these interceptions, it's I believe I can make the throw, but his arm isn't able to cash the check. And that's it's a tough one. Yeah, we also have to contextualize it a little bit. He's a backup. If Kirk Cousins was making these throws, the criticism would just be heaped and heaped and heaped onto him. And it'd be warranted because he's a starting quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. In the National Football League. You can't do that as a top 10 guy. You have to cash those checks. Now, if one of them doesn't cash, okay, that's fine. Because it's just one. It's not four. Like There is a discernible difference. But Mullins also had the Vikings in position to win the football game as a backup quarterback. That matters here when we're having this broad conversation about Mullins, the team, and where we're kind of going. That first one, all he has to do is layer it. Touchdown. The second one, he underthrows that corner route. All he has to do is throw it with proper depth. Touchdown. The the third interception, that's a little less arguable. Yeah, he had a window. It was a very tight window. He made a deep, too deep of a throw. Interception. I'm not going to defend that one. That one stunk. The last one. I even wrote a piece on it on Vikings War. And if you want to see me break down that final play where you had Brandon Powell, I'm open, I'm open. And everybody panicking like, why aren't you going to him? Because Jefferson was open for a touchdown. And you know what? It's the end of the game. You throw that. You try and score that touchdown. And it wasn't even a difficult throw. He's just moving forward. And it comes out of there like you're throwing a Nerf ball in the backyard and it just goes whoop, 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 whoop. And it floats like a wounded duck. 
Exactly. It's it's like you uh, fired a shot in Duck Hunt and you clipped the wing, but he's still flying. Uh, and you you got to make that throw because you know what? If he throws to Brandon Powell and we see it, all people that watch film are talking about, why aren't you trying to get Justin Jefferson? He's wide open. And you know what? That safety's too shallow. The safety over the top's too far out. But because the throw was behind him and wobbly, if Iatu Melifanu was able to come up, attack the ball, and get the interception. You throw that sucker either right on Justin Jefferson with just a normal amount of gusto, or you lead him to the back pylon. Touchdown. Easy touchdowns. And that's what I mean. Odie, no. Odie, come here, bud. He's trying to eat the suitcase now. This is a bad idea. Um, but that's that's just the cost of doing business here. And it's oh uh Dobbs wouldn't throw me a hospital ball, he'd throw me a hospital appendix. But um uh yeah, and, and that that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about backup quarterbacks making proper decisions, just not being able to execute. And that's been the key all season execution. The Vikings have not been able to execute. If they were able to execute, guess what? This team would be like 11 and four. And 11 and four is not a this crazy outcome. It's not this far out record where it's like, oh, you're just being a homer. No, watch the games. There are all eight losses are by one score. Six of the seven wins are by one score. You take out one turnover from each of those losses, just one. I'm not even asking for perfection. I'm just asking one less. The Vikings could easily win four of those games. They, You could argue they won them all. And I'm not even asking for a lot. That's all it takes. A little bit. That matters. And that execution. You know what? Uh, the play calling argument with Kevin O'Connell, to me, is a bunch of horse crap. It's not perfect. But it's mostly good to great. You're mad at the execution. You're not mad at the process. And that is a very fair criticism of where this team is at and the coaching staff because they're not being able to get the proper execution from these guys. But you cannot talk about how the play calling is poor. You can't talk about how the, the process is poor. It's just they aren't executing. And it sucks. It sucks because this team could easily be the division winners. But it also is a, um, I can't even remember what, what the right phrase is. It's also uh, a part of this whole process too. So let's, let's talk about the quarterbacks. We just talked about Mullins. He did a lot of good things. He made a bunch of big time throws that third and 27, by the way, Justin Jefferson did confirm that third and 27 was the exact same process they used on that fourth and 18 against the bills. when Jefferson went up with one hand and skied it same process, same route, same mechanics. That was the idea. So I believe that was credited as a turnover worthy play by pro football focus. And if it was, yeah, that's, that's completely fair, but they knew what they were getting into. They knew what they wanted to do. They're like, Jefferson, we need you. Can you just go get it? Yeah, I got it. And he did. Jefferson's best receiver in football. And sometimes you just have to trust your guys. But it also, when you look at the whole picture, Nick Mullins, two starts, eight and a half quarters, six interceptions. Is Jaron Hall really going to do that much worse? 
And I have defended the position of starting Nick Mullins because I genuinely thought he was the best route to try and win games and get you into the playoffs with how inconsistent he's been and how many times he's putting the ball in harm's way, even despite all the good things, because we're we talk so much about the bad things. He's hitting routes with timing. His average depth of target, Dave, did you know what his average depth of target was? It was something insane, like 16.3 yards. Wow. Average, a great average depth of target for a season is like 10. Right. And that's great at 10. The, the Lions helped beat the Flores defense this last weekend by show, throwing an ADOT of 3.1 yards per throw. And that's how you beat the 6-1-4 defense that he's doing is you throw short and quick. The fact that we're going for deep plays and getting that sort of yardage is amazing. Mm-hmm. It and, tells you what that offensive line's doing for one. Yeah. And look, the offensive line has played very well. They only allowed 11 pressures. And I said on the post game show, David Questenberry, look, you don't want this guy starting for you. You don't want this guy to be a regular contributor. But he came in and balled out on Sunday. And he mainly stymied Aiden Hutchinson. He deserves his roses. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is now, what about Hall? How do you classify trying to win now and start Jaron Hall? That was that was always my point because this team is trying to win football games now. And it, it's I see Delton in the comments, and I think your your synopsis is right. We don't know what we have in Hall. We know what we have in Mullins. There's the saying, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And you know what you have in Mullins. You know what you're going to get. You're going to have a baseline of we're going to be in the game to win at the end paired with what the Vikings have on defense, which yeah, they they've struggled the last couple weeks. They've been figured out a little bit. Those in breaking routes, they're crushing the Vikings when they're running cover two, Tampa two, inverted Tampa two. When you run those two high safeties, those in breakers crush you. And they haven't been able to figure out that adaptation just yet. But when you look at everything, is Hall really that much worse? And Wes Phillips, if you go to Andrew Kramer, the beat writer for the Star Tribune, he's got a long quote of Wes Phillips talking about Jaron Hall. And he even says, like, we just don't know what we have in him yet because he hasn't had the experience. And the we just don't know how he's going to respond to certain situation in live game action. And he's right. But the thing is, that's all coach speak. And it was a very poignant answer and a very in-depth honest answer not something you get a lot from coaches and he was just he was real and yeah, just but saying did it hey, point to hall starting or not starting that was my I question about that he didn't point to anything it was just that an was honest just about where hall is and he talked for those that don't know he talked about three step drops and how a three-step drop out of shotgun is different than a three-step drop here and a three-step drop there and it's all about timing and how to adjust if you see the receiver get bumped and all of this, which is true, mm-hmm. but it didn't tell us anything about whether they're trusting him to start. Yeah. And we don't know if he's going to this weekend or not. Mm-hmm. And I, I also want to say this, my worthless opinion in the comments. Hey, great to have you back again, my friend. 
um, that Hall is the only quarterback we have under contract next season. That's not true. The Vikings do have Nick Mullins under yes. contract next year for $2 million. Um, I believe the cap hit might be $2.5 million. Um, but yeah, it's very minimal. And quite frankly, that's a phenomenal price to have for Mullins. Mullins isn't great, but he's a top five genuine backup quarterback in the National Football League. Not a guy you're trying to develop, just a straight up backup. He's in that Gardner Minshew level. Minshew is going to do a, a little less of that gunslinger stuff. But there are other drawbacks to why Minshew isn't a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Like th- That's just what you get with backups. If this was Kirk Cousins, we could be talking about MVP season. And that hurts a lot because Kirk was finally coming into his comfort zone and just another level of what he was able to do here at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 2.275 million next year. Yeah, that's that's nothing. Uh-uh. Absolutely nothing. That is three UDFA rookies with no signing bonus. Three. Like you're not even talking much money. So let's let's say this. Who should start? I really think it should be Jaron Hall because you can make the argument now that he gives you the best chance of win now. And you're seeing what you have in the future. So that's going to transition to they're going to play a much easier defense than they have in a while. The Packers and Joe Barry. The fact that Joe Barry's a defensive coordinator is a borderline joke. Yeah, think about it this way. Um, if you would ha- have kept Ed Donatel after last season and then kept him for two more years, that's what Joe Barry is in green Bay. Look, uh, I'm not disrespecting Minshew. I'm saying that they're in the same bucket. They're top end backup quarterbacks. They're just different. It's not disrespect. It's just facts. The funniest suspension of all time happened. And happened to the Green Bay Packers. So we're going to enjoy it. We're going to laugh a little bit. Da, 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 da. Suck. Pack. Suck. <laughs> and it, we're going to talk about it. Okay. So Jair Alexander, captain, one of the captains on the Green Bay Packers, isn't supposed to go out for the coin toss. He does. He calls the coin <laughs> toss. And then they win. And he gets asked, what do you want to do? He says, we want to play defense. That's not what you say. You say we defer because they are different. Deferring means you give the option to the other team. Playing defense means you are picking and the other team, in this case, the Panthers gets to choose in the second half. So the ref's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Well, they were able to uh, end up just deferring, but because of that and some other things, Jerry Alexander was suspended for a game and he's on the reserve suspended list. So guess what? We don't get to see Justin Jefferson against, um, against Jair Alexander, which, which is probably better for him because Jefferson, unless he has a safety over the top all game long, just torches Jair. And if you have a healthy Jordan Addison, which is a major question right now because of Addison, not practicing today with an ankle injury, just not great, Bob. And looking at all those factors, that ah, would have been fun. But Alexander, funniest suspension of all time. And that's kind of where we're at. Um, just a brutal one for the Packers. But we love that in Minnesota. We really do. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of wrap this up. I, I think the Vikings should start Jaron Hall and kind of see what you have. And and now we can, uh, he can potentially take this team to a different level with his skill set. Uh, but we just don't know. He's an unknown. And that, and that can be scary to coaches because at the end of the day, they have to answer for all their decisions uh, with the front office. And that can be tough when you're in the midst of a playoff race and you have Mullins who has a lot of starting experience and he has a positive touchdown interception ratio. It's only by two now. But he ha- it's positive, nonetheless. So <laughs> it's a complicated question. It will, it'll be interesting to find out. And we do not know yet. Today they reported, Alec uh, Lewis from The Athletic reported that mm-hmm. during the press availability, both Mullins and Hall split time with the first team. So yep. We don't know who who's going to be starting this weekend yet. Yep, exactly. Um, I do want to um, take a moment to thank everybody for uh, joining us here today and make sure you like, comment, subscribe to all the fun things. We do have premium subscriptions as well. A great way to um, help support the show just a little bit extra. And you're also going to get some bonus content and not just bonus content, but you're also going to get early content, um, including a lot of NFL draft content coming up here because that I... I have now, I think it's 13 full scouting reports written. I'm working on a 14th right now, and we're going to talk a lot about prospects, and we're going to do all those things, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I do want to announce as well, I've already ta- I already talked to Dave about this a while ago, but we haven't said anything on the show. We have our first sponsor. And it is, it's, it's a unique sponsor and it's one that's really close to my heart and it will be close to yours because of how much you, you appreciate my doggies underdog rescue. Well, I, I will send Dave graphics. I, I forgot to send them to him cause I'm, I'm a bad person, but <laughs> Hey, there's two Frenchies that you posted on social media. You need, to yeah. get, you need to talk Caitlin in to get for Odie. They were gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, if we end up getting one of them, their names, there's one, it's a boy. His name is Hambone. Oh, Dave, I don't think we can afford both there. It's expensive to adopt um, from a rescue. And especially when it comes to a Frenchie, because they give them the nasal surgery to widen their nostrils. Um, but one was named Hambone. He's like almost two. And then the other one was named Valetta. She's almost four. Um, they're both very, very cute. They're also staying in the same foster home too, which is pretty wild. Um, but yeah, we're going to have some, uh, more information about that. And, um, we're not getting a whole lot uh, from them, but we're going to help try and raise money to help these dogs because we were able to help Eclair and it, it changed my life. And I know it changed hers and we want to be able to help pay that forward. So you'll be seeing, uh, some stuff from them and it will, it will help dogs that were completely abused and neglected in places like puppy mills, be able to f- be happy dogs in real loving homes. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Um, Delton, we're going to talk about wide receivers. Um, we're going to talk a lot about all kinds of draft stuff, but we're going to wait. Um, we're going to wait on some of those conversations until after the season, because there's just right now, there's just too much to talk about. Um, but yeah, underdog rescue, a new sponsor to uh, Vikings first and school and the real Forno show. Um, go help now, support them. Help save the doggies. 
Now, one of the things we could look forward to is you scour mock drafts from reputable reputable sources. You mm-hmm. will accumulate those and post those as well. Plus, we'll be doing player profiles and looking at that. And we might even get into a few mock drafts. Not that I'm ready on the intro yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of really fun stuff coming up, and uh, hoping to make the Senior Bowl still. Um, if we end up getting one of those doggies, that is gonna put a major wrench into it because uh, we want to try and keep their lives very consistent. So me being gone for a week and them, hey, you're gonna hang out in your crate even though you've been here for four days for yeah. six hours. That so. Um, if I make the senior bowl, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. But, um, if not, there's going to be a lot more Frenchie content on this website because we love our Frenchies. They're, they're the best. And Odie is just napping on the air mattress behind me because he's a good boy. So yeah, that, that's, that's our big news. Very cool. Um, we'll have, if you want to donate, we'll have donation links and stuff in the show notes moving forward. And, It'll be a good time, but let's continue on because there's still a lot we need to talk about. Um, let's talk about injuries and the why it might be smart. Um, oh, yeah, Delton. I've been going to the Senior Bowl. I've gone three of the last four years. The only year I didn't go was the COVID year of 21. It was just too difficult to get down there. Plus, I changed jobs and I wasn't doing this full time yet. So it made it a little harder, but um, hoping to get down there again. Money's a little tight. Well, we're going to try and make it work. Um, let's talk about next season. And the whole conversation about focusing on next year is really focused on those injuries. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. TJ Hawkinson, torn ACL and MCL. I want to talk about this. Peace, Delton. Um, The hit on Hawkinson was not dirty. It sucks. You don't want to see that happen. It also wasn't dirty because DBs and and you know what? Vikings DBs are even taught this. You go low on tight ends because they're so thick and heavy and muscular up top that it's a lot harder for DBs to be able to attack and be able to tackle them. So they're taught to go low. That is just a standard tackling technique. You you dive, you try and get him. It just sucks. Hawkinson's foot was planted. Hits perfect. Great timing. Um, any towards ACL and MCL. It sucks. DJ Wadham exploding off the edge. 
Taurus quad. And I don't know if it's the quad muscle or a quad tendon. If it's a quad muscle, it's actually it's going to be a significantly less return like uh time uh healing time. If it's a quad tendon, that's brutal. That can be like upwards of like nine to twelve months. Uh well they said it wasn't hooked to the hip. It wasn't he didn't damage that, and they were worried about that. Okay, well that that's a net positive. He should be fine for the beginning of next year. Hawkinson probably won't be. He's probably going to miss time, and he might not be back till not much to a year. This is a, a straight ACL tear is one thing, but you add the MCL, um, that just makes things a whole lot more difficult to come back from. And it's not even being negative; it's just being realistic. Adrian Peterson tore his ACL Christmas Eve, twenty eleven. Comes back week one, 2012. That's not normal. That's hard. That's freaky stuff. So now you have Hawkinson who's going to have an ACL and MCL to come back from. Asking him to be back week one is a major stretch because that's less than nine months. And we don't even know when he's having the surgery yet. Kyler Murray waited like, I think four to six weeks to have his ACL surgery. There are so many different factors behind it. He could have it tomorrow. He could have had it today for all we know. But there's also a lot of depends on swelling. The swelling. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be able to mitigate that. It's it's a difficult ask for him to be able to come back. And that's why focusing on next season might not be the worst thing because now you can kind of give Josh Oliver some run and see how he can do with a more pass catching role. I will say they gave that pass catching role to Johnny Munt and they just kept Oliver doing his same thing. That's something to be aware of. This would also be something where it'd be nice to have Ben Sims, who actually is with the Green Bay Packers now, because now you can give Sims more of an opportunity to do some of those things. Um, Ryan, I'll say this. We don't know if he'll be the same player, but with how ACL injuries are nowadays, I think we're okay. I think Hawkins is going to come back and be just fine. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. But I understand that it's a very fair place for your mind to go. It's a fair place for anybody's mind to go because you just got the money and now he's hurt. This is why guys hold in or hold out because this happens. If this happens uh, when he didn't have a contract, oh, buddy, that would suck for him. And this is why we celebrate guys getting paid. Um, And Wanham, he's supposed to be a free agent. That hurts big time but he was having a really good year and i was wrong about him i thought that the vikings might be looking at maybe cutting him for salary cap purposes he really blossomed this year and he deserves all the praise and i deserve all the crap i was Uh wrong he had a serviceable year for an edge i think it was what 38 pressures and eight sacks and it's not spectacular but it's not Mm -hmm. bad either Dan also brings up a good point. I I had completely, um, I I completely forgot about Nick Nick who has not played in one game this year. He hasn't played in a single game. He has been inactive for every game. Well, guess what? He's going to be active now. And I'm interested to see what he looks like because Johnny Munt is a free agent. They probably won't bring him back. So Nick Muse steps into that spot. 
There'll be an exclusive rights free agent at the end of the year, which means nobody can even talk to Nick Muse. The Vikings have exclusive rights to keep him. Um, there was the, what do you call it? Um, Kyrus Tonga was on that contract. Mm-hmm. Josh Metellus at one point was on that contract. Basically, if you were a draft pick and you were waived and then like signed to the practice squad and then you were brought back up, you are on a different contract now. You're basically on one-year deals for the minimum. So it, it's it's structured differently. And that's why like the exclusive rights contract comes into play. So it'll be interesting to see what Muse has. I'm fascinated to kind of see it. Fascinated to see how that's going to evolve and clear up. I need a drink, Dave. JJ's under contract with the Vikings next year. He can't be under contract with anybody else unless we trade him. Just that's also good. It's the fifth year option. They picked it up. He's under contract, and then then go two years with uh, designating him a franchise player if they wanted to after that. Vikings own JJ for right now. Yep. All right. A couple more things, and we're gonna we're we're gonna do a quick preview of the Vikings game. And if you want a really in depth, extensive preview of the game, you're gonna want to check out two old bloggers on Saturday afternoon, four p.m. Central Time. Uh, Dave and Darren are gonna have a massive breakdown on the game, and I'm gonna have a lot of stuff on Vikings Wire over the next few days, but. We're doing so much big picture talk today. This isn't really the uh, time to have like a super in-depth preview of the game as OD is just sleeping on the it's bed. The like Packers. Everybody knows yeah. what the Packers mean. Doesn't matter that they have a professional quarterback in Jordan Love that could be good one game and absolutely lousy the next. It's the Packers. We all want to beat the Packers. And if we beat the Packers, yep. that eliminates them from any playoff hopes whatsoever. And as we all know, we not may may not make the playoffs this season. But if we eliminate the Packers, that just adds a little bit of that extra seasoning that makes the flavor or the medicine go down just a little bit better. Absolutely. Even Merlin agrees. Ah, that Merlin. That Merlin's a good doggo. Um, Odie would love to hang out with Merlin, but we're... A little ways away. Oh, cool. ODP'd on uh, the comforter, so we're going to have to wash that. Um, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Um, Brian Flores. Look, we talked about the defense uh, last week. We talked about it on the postgame show. Here's the big thing with that defense. It is been figured out a little bit, and it, it's not like it's hard to figure out per se because of how the Vikings do some of their execution points and they're able to get pressure on some of these blitz packages, but they run a lot of cover too. They run a lot of Tampa two, inverted Tampa two, which instead of the safeties being deep, they go shallow and the corners go deep. That's just how the inverted Tampa two works. But because they're doing all that, they are in a position where you need, like you have to be able to figure out how to stop these in breaking routes. So dagger concept inside receiver goes deep outside receiver runs an in route underneath it. Okay. Dagger. 
Pretty simple. Bow concepts. Inside receiver runs a little hook. Uh, outside receiver runs an in route. Puts players in conflict. And that's how you get guys wide open. That's how you are able to take advantage of players. And the Vikings haven't been able to figure that out yet with how they want on to operate this defense, how they want to keep moving forward and doing something, some of those things. Okay. That's a problem. And they haven't been able to fix it for two weeks. They also ran into two basically McVay esque disciples. I can't remember what tree Ben Johnson's from, but he runs a lot of the similar stuff and they run a lot of in breaking routes. Those in breaking routes matter. They kick the Vikings tushy and they got to be able to figure it out. They see it. And I think Brian Flores is going to be able to figure it out long-term. I think he's going to be able to see what's going on and they're going to be able to fix it right now. They're not. And it's a very frustrating one, Dave, because theoretically, Oh, it's easy. They should be able to get this fixed. Well, it's also kind of the bread and butter. And some of this can be fixed. And we talked about it with what Ed Donatel's defense was last year. You get pressure. It fixes everything. It doesn't allow the, time for those routes to develop. It allows you to be able to not get that pressure and prevent them from doing a lot of things. They're not getting a lot of pressure either. Uh, Daniel Hunter was mostly stymied against uh, the Lions offensive line, which is fine. Like it's, it's not good, but you understand why they're getting stymied because they have two pro bowl caliber tackles. They have a really good interior and arguably the best center in football in Frank right now. That's a very good offensive line. So getting stymied by a very good offensive line, you just kind of tip your cap to them and okay, you deal with it. It it just kind of is what it is. So looking at that and looking at how kind of the Vikings defense was playing on the back end, I wish there was a little bit more of a counter punch. I will say Brian Flores tried to do a little bit more man instead of zone with some of those concepts. And that's great. But you don't have Byron Murphy. Caleb Evans had the worst game of his life. That this team forgot how to tackle, Dave. They completely <laughs> forgot how to tackle. And then Blackman, Why? boom, shoulder. He did not practice today, but he was also listed with a shoulder and an illness. So how bad is that shoulder? We don't know. But considering well, that's where that- he came down on an elbow when he grabbed, and I said at the time, it's either the elbow or upstream. Shoulder clavicle um, somewhere got hurt when he came down on that sucker. And it proves to be the shoulder. Yeah. Just a, it's just tough. The, the whole issue of the Vikings having all these injuries has just been brutal to deal with. It's stunk. It's there's just so much frustration across the board. Um, they got to figure this out and they have to be able to adapt. And how Flores adapts and kind of maneuvers. And look, every defense gets figured out. It's just a matter of time. Some defenses have a longer shelf life. The Vikings just need to add more, uh, more intricacies, more adjustments. They can do that. How will they do that? I don't know. We're going to find out. Um, lastly, let's, let's do a quick preview of this Green Bay Packer game. Both teams are seven and eight Vikings, depending on the sports book you use are like two, two and a half, three point favorites. It's basically a pick them on a neutral field, which I think is fair considering how many injuries the Vikings are going into this game with. You have no TJ Hawkinson. You have no Marcus Davenport. You have no DJ Wanham. 
that 12 guys were on the injury report today. You might be without Jordan Addison and Byron Murphy Jr. Again, it's just a brutal laundry list for the Vikings. So it, it doesn't feel completely unfair from a, a spread perspective. I do think the Vikings are going to find a way to win this game. They are at home, but the Vikings are also two and five at home. Dave, they have struggled at home this year and it's been really, really weird. And a lot of it just is boiled down to turnovers. Uh, they gave the game away against the Bucks. They gave the game away against the Chiefs. They gave the game away against the Chargers. And they gave the game away against the Bears. It, you just can't do some of those things against these teams. And it's it just sucks. Um, this season is going to be one to forget. But it's also going to be a huge building block for a lot of different elements of this team. Getting the, the base of this defense. So now all offseason, you self-scout and you try to figure out how to improve and how to add new wrinkles. You have guys like Josh Mantellis who are going to be ready to rock and roll. Uh, you have guys like Cam Bynum who are going to be up for extensions. Like There is a lot of positive to how this season has gone. So it's not just all like, hey, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Yeah, the injuries do suck. Kirk Cousins could have potentially had an MVP caliber season. But that's just sometimes how it works in the NFL. Um Hey, and they went one and four mm-hmm. and give up. KOC may have had something to do with it, but they came back and they were five and five. And then they went ahead. That's something, especially after um Kirk went down and then the injuries started to mount up. And then we started playing. That is something. Not all teams do that. Normally, when your starting quarterback goes down, it's, mm-hmm. hey, we we finished the season three and fourteen. We lost our starting quarterback, you know, and that's something to be said moving into next year. No matter how this year finishes out, so it's a good thing. Yeah, and hopefully they get it out of their system this year, and we won't see it next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, frustrating, but that's just kind of where we're at. And you know what I'm really excited about the NFL Ooh. draft. There's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Um, Dave and I are going to at some point have kind of a conversation about how, how much draft content we want to get out there, how many of those extra shows we're going to do, how we're going to merge that with what we do on this show, because we're going to be doing a lot of those shows are going to be basically just talking about prospects or maybe, <laughs> there'll be like a Mel Kuyper junior mock draft and we'll just jump on here and talk about it. Like we're going to have a lot of really fun stuff. You're going to want to subscribe. You're going to want to have those notifications on because there'll be times where we just go live at a moment's notice and you'll want to know. And you know what? If you can't join live, that's okay. If if it's like a two o'clock in the afternoon, Oh, I'm working. Guess what? On the drive home connected to your Bluetooth in in your car, play it, go. And it'll be a good time. Uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff. Um, that is going to be the show tonight. Vikings are going to find a way to beat that team from Wisconsin and get to eight and eight, and then potentially have an easy game against the lions in week 18. Well, hopefully they don't have nothing to play for, or at the very least, the Vikings will just be able to show up and play a good football. Um, <laughs> who knows? We might even see Teddy Bridgewater in his last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you don't know, Teddy Bridgewater did announce that he's going to be leaving and he's going to be coaching high school football, which good for him. Good hey, for him. It's a start, and there's nothing wrong with that. Brings up a lot of young kids, you know, mm-hmm. into the sport, and it's a great way to go. 
10 years is no big is is nothing to laugh at man it's especially when we thought he'd lose his leg <laughs> yeah all right that is our show i'm going to clean my uh, brother and sister-in-law sheets because Odie likes to pee a little turkey <laughs> with that thank you to our sponsor underdog rescue from dave i'm tyler I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas or a great Monday, whichever you prefer. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. And if we don't see you, and we should, got two old bloggers on Saturday, and then we got live at the two-minute warning on Sunday night prior to New Year's or prior to the new year. So join us. We love you all. Skull Vikings. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.